Welcome back to the Rage Rowdy Podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Nikki T. <laughs> I'm here with our special guest today, Mr. Heath Sanders. Hey, buddy. Man, thanks for coming by. And uh, like I said earlier before we had a little mishap, <laughs> uh, <laughs> drinking some bourbon with me over here in yeah, I bet Nashville, you, Tennessee. I bet you li- your listeners got an earful of me screaming at my dog. That's yeah. great. I love that. That's, that's a good start. <laughs> well, we'll cut some of that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but man, uh, we've been fans for a while and... Uh, I haven't gotten to see a show of yours yet. 2020 was going to be the year that you were supposed to have all kinds of shows, right, man? It really was, man. We were ready to go in in January. I mean, we we were in the studio with Dan Huff, and we were gonna we were planning on by the second quarter of 2020 releasing, hitting the road, and yeah. radio tour, and all that. And of course, COVID hit, and and here we are. But uh, yeah. but thanks, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of y'all's, dude. Yeah. I love y'all's <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely love it. We uh we try to do a good mix of like making people smile and talking about serious country music. Well, I think know? y'all got that mastered, man. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> y'all got it down to a science. I absolutely love it. I admire it, man. I love all the hard work you guys put in. So thank y'all for yeah. that. We got a great team. You do. And, uh, you really do, man. Some of our writers are very upset that you're here and they're not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're pretty jealous right now. <laughs> yeah, the the I love how y'all's whole crew, man. It's it's. You can tell that it's that it's a genuine friendship and collective of of cool ass country folks, man. I just love it, dude. Yeah, we got some good people, man. But enough about me and my crew. Let's talk about, man, how different this year is. But we'll we'll get into that first, and then we'll go into a little bit of the background. So, cool. yeah. as we talked about, it was the year that was supposed to be a year of Heath Sanders, man. Like in in the room with Dan Huff getting production done. Did yeah. you guys get? Songs cut, I assume already. Still. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got four sitting on deck right now. Yep. It's just, uh, I think it's one of those things where, where you know, I don't know as much as the label. As yeah. a matter of fact, I don't know anything about this industry. I'm still right. really new to it. I'm still the new kid on the, you know, on the playground, and so I'm just trusting them, man. It was, it was their choice to to say, hey, man, let's pull the reins back on this thing since we can't release and then tour and go out and shake hands and and meet people. Um, you know, let's sit back, let's let's catch our breath. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, man, I, I I was I was pretty excited about the break. It had, yeah. it had been <laughs> we had been running pretty hard, man, for for there for a couple of years, and and uh, I didn't know the break was going to be this long. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Yeah, I, but now now I'm chomping at the bits, man, and uh, but yeah, dude, we got it's it's just it's just been a it's been an odd year, but it's been it's been cool. I mean, it's gave me a lot of time to go back home, yeah. and if you're not careful out here, man, I mean. Me growing up how I did, man, never really – dude, before this, I think, you know, before I got in the music industry, I think I'd been to, like, three states outside of Arkansas. Yeah. And and so getting out and, and not not staying home and being away from, from the land that you love, you know, you almost – you start – if you ever start to forget who you are, you can always go back there, but you may not always have the chance to go back there. And in 2020, that's – it's given me the chance, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I've not been able to go see Grandma or – or mom and dad or nothing, you know, just, just out of, for the risk factor. But, 
but uh it's giving me a chance to go back home go fishing get back in those hills get back to my roots man and I, yeah i feel pretty good right now dude yeah. i'm ready for 2021 baby let's go let's go let's yeah. get this rolling let's do it <laughs> well i think if we're talking about like what your brand of country music is man and it's that stuff it's a true guy that when you sing a song about working hard you fully believe that you have done that right and that's yeah. the the background you came from and vocally uh your voice lends itself to that authentic brand of country music that i think a lot of working folks and a lot of people that work hard for a living like the best thanks so, man. absolutely man. thank you i take that as a huge compliment yeah dude. absolutely thanks. that's that's uh the, the kind of music that's the nearest and dearest to my heart and a lot of the folks that raise rowdy not just as on our team but in terms of the people that pay attention to what we do as well yeah so, well w- watching you know watching people like garth brooks yeah. Um, growing up and all these years I've been a huge fan of his and yeah. every time I get a chance to to watch you know one of his live performances on on DVD or online or whatever dude it, I, I I remember one of his performances I'm getting to a point here but I remember one of his performances I think it was live in, in Las Vegas and the guy walks out with acoustic guitar uh, a hoodie Levi's and a pair of Timberlands and puts on one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life <laughs> but what I admire so much about him is that he never forgets what he's saying. He means what he says in his songs, man, and, and he, he, it's never just words to him, it seems like. There's, yeah. a, there's a message, and he's got a story to deliver, and, uh, and he, he does that. And I, I remember one day sitting there uh, watching that, watching that uh, live in Las Vegas, and while he was doing that, I don't know how old I was. It was, it, was quite, it was quite a while ago, but I remember telling myself, dude, if you ever get a chance to do that right there, that's the kind of artist I want to be. Not a showman. Just tell the story, brother, to the best of your ability, and make it come from a place that's genuine. Yeah. And um, so that's that's kind of who I model my music after, if if I can if I can say that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, very two very different styles, but but I did take a lot from him, and and uh, thanks, man. That means a lot yeah. to me, dude. It really does. I, when I moved to when I when I decided to move to Nashville, you know, I came out of the oil field. And that was one of the things talking about the work thing. That was that was one of the things that convinced me to finally make that leap. Was you know, because to, to leave a seventy thousand dollar a year job in the oil field in, in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas is, right. ooh, that's that was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But um, man, it was just uh, it was being able to bring. You know, I stopped and asked myself, you know, what can you bring to Nashville? You know, there's a million people out there who can sing better than you, or can write better than you, or can perform perform better than you. You gotta have something that is yours and that, that, that is yours individually. And I'm not saying the only one in Nashville who's put in a lot of work, but that was what I told myself I was bringing to Nash was all those years of blue collar work, man. I mean, I was getting up at three years old, going and milking cows at 5 a.m. with the, with my dad, you know. So work's all I've ever known. Um, and I, I, I try to show that through my songs. I yeah. try to. I try to talk to the working men and women who I feel like have been forgotten in, in our society, man. Yeah. Or if not forgotten, certainly taken advantage of and, and unappreciated. Yeah. So that's just kind of where I stand on that. Well, and I think that's a powerful statement. And I think if you're talking about the grassroots of what country music is and where it came from, that's really what it came from, right? It came from folks that were working hard and playing music to – to their family and friends because that's what they did when they had their downtime, you know? That's right. And uh, I think that 
uh, a country artist like yourself and the kind of music that you play and the kind of music that you enjoy uh, speaks a lot to what I hope is seeing a trend happening in country music. Guys like you, guys like Larry Fleet, you know what I mean? Even guys like Chris Stapleton, which I know Absolutely. you're a big fan of as well. I'm a huge fan of Larry Fleet as well. Larry's oh, great. Man. We just had him on the podcast as well. Working Man is phenomenal, dude. That's yeah. one of the greatest songs. Gosh, yeah. I ever get a chance to shake his hand, buddy, I, I, I'll just... You can make that happen for me. Yeah. I'd be forever in your debt. We'll uh, we'll just see if we can get you both on around sometime. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I don't know if I want to sit on stage with him though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough act to follow right there, my friend. It would be real tough for whoever that third is. <laughs> <laughs> Between you and Larry, good luck whoever that third person is. But man, it's uh it's one of the things that like you know when I'm listening, and I know we've had a few little chats here and there, and one of the things that I like to play on the radio show is stuff that makes you think about hey this is real right and there's things that i think make successful country music artists and one of them is a distinct voice which you 100 percent have thanks man absolutely uh, a great voice a powerful voice and one of the other things is is it genuine songs and a genuine person right like that's what makes ashley mcbride who's from the same state as you so successful you see how genuine she is when you hear her sing you know who exactly who it is and the way she describes things relate to so many folks. And I think you have those same skill sets in your tool belt over there. Wow. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Thank man. you. She's uh she's one of my favorites. Ashley, if you're if you're listening to this, my uh my label head asked me the other day if there was anybody I'd like to do it with in Nashville. And uh you're the first name on my list, so uh I'm coming for you, mama. <laughs> be be ready. Uh she's phenomenal, dude. I I'm you know, she's an Arkansas girl too. And yeah. Man, I'm just uh I'm completely head over heels for that woman. She's phenomenal, dude. I'm so grateful for her. I, I don't know how many times uh, I've watched her her live on the Opry. Um, yeah. The the girl going nowhere video, dude. Yeah. And brother, just ball my eyes out, man. It's so moving, and that's what music is. That's yeah. what music is. And uh, God, I'm appreciative to her for it. She's she's amazing, man. Powerful moments, and um, some of that too. It, uh, I, I talk about sometimes is moments like that, like viral moments. Cause that video for her went crazy viral. Oh. There's so many people that have viewed it and shared it. Sure. And a lot of that's kind of how you started getting into the, the seriousness of this in the music world too. Right. Yeah. So your yeah. video on, I think Facebook or YouTube and then Bobby bones picking that up and having you in and the world lit on fire from there after you played bloodline for the first time, man. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I cuss social media a lot, but uh, if it wasn't for social media, I'd be I wouldn't be here, man. You yeah, know, that's that's just a that's just how it, how it is, man. But um, dude, that that was I, I, I sit and I reflect on that a lot and how that all happened and the timing of that was nothing short of a miracle, man. So um, just to give you a quick rundown on it, um, I've been in the oil field for eight years, man. I was working seventy to eighty hours a week, making a really good living man a lot of overtime and uh, back in 2017 when the gas prices fell uh they took us all in office and they said hey guys we, we're you know we got to cut our we cut our profits so we got to cut we got to cut employee hours and um we're gonna we're gonna reel you guys all back into 40 hours a week um and no overtime and dude i was not living within my 40 hour means by <laughs> by, by any stretch of the imagination and i remember uh Things started getting pretty tight for me. Uh, I remember coming home one day from buying groceries on a credit card, and uh, and I thought, man, if you don't 
pick up side gig, you're, you're going to dig yourself a hole you can't get out of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's what – talk about a, a bad situation turning out to be the, the, the best it could be. You know, this is I'm, – I'm living proof of that. Um, but uh, I ended up selling one of my deer rifles and bought a little Bose tower system, a little portable PA, and uh, made me a little Facebook page. And that was in – I think that was September of 2017, man. And um, I went from there to – playing local little bars around Arkansas. The first show I played out, uh, I had a two-hour set, and uh, I only knew about half my songs on my set list. <laughs> and uh, I had rushed into that. And I got through the first set pretty good. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, all my friends and half the town had turned out to to see it because everybody kind of knew I could sing. They all kind of wanted me to anyways, and I just never did. And uh, But the second set, uh, a buddy of mine's mom, she's a little bit ornery, uh, she walked up with a, a, a scotch glass full of Patron, and she said, you ain't got a hair one if you don't down that. <laughs> well, I ain't want to be put off on a dare, and so I downed it, and dude, by the second song of the second set, about two-thirds of the people that were there got up and walked out. <laughs> and uh, I told my buddy who, who, owned the, who owned the bar at the time, I said, dude, I'll never do it again. I'll never get back up there. Of course, I was drunk when I said that, and I didn't mean it. And uh, so the next weekend, I was back at it. But uh, the Facebook page started to get a little bit of a following, and um, a buddy of mine called me, and he said, man, I want you to learn either way by Chris Stapleton. I want you to put that online. Yeah. And uh, I said, dude, it's going to take me weeks just to learn how to play that because I'm not a guitar player, man. I'm a strummer, and uh, it just never came natural for me. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of work. And um, I finally got it learned. About two weeks, I had it learned and ended up putting the video online. And, uh, man, it took off. I, I don't know how many views it accumulated in the first 24 hours. Um, but some some country music outlets, kind of like what y'all are, mm-hmm. picked it up, ended up sharing it. And then Bobby saw it. And uh, Bobby ended up calling me or texting me on Facebook one day. And the crazy thing is, man, is... Back in my early 20s, I had tried to write some songs when I first started playing the guitar. I knew three chords, and I tried to write, and they were terrible, brother, <laughs> terrible. Um, I, think I, took, I think I took shots at two songs, and uh, they were not good, so I just dropped the pen, and I never picked it back up. Well, after the Either Way video went viral, um, it kind of inspired me to try to write again. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine, who's now my tour manager, Ricky, he he had a song title, and it was called Bloodline. And so I called him one morning, which was it was a Sunday morning. I woke up. Uh, it was like two days after the video had went, went viral, and uh, called him and said, "Hey man, you care if I write that title or try to write that title?" And he said, "Have at it." So I sat down, and it took me all day to write uh, the first verse and half the course. And I'm sitting there with my pen in my hand and my guitar in my lap, and my phone goes off, and it's Bobby Bones. And, of course, my I've been listening to Bobby for about five years every morning because I work in the oil field by myself for the most part. And uh, so Bobby was my only friend until 10 o'clock, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, man, he reached out, and he said, hey, man, I'm going to have my producer Morgan reach out to you. And sure enough, she, she did and asked me to be on the show the next morning. Um so we, we ended up doing a phone interview, and he said, hey, man, how, how far are you from Nashville? And I said, oh, about six hours. And he said, I want you to come down here, and I want you to sing a song that you've written live on air. 
Dude, panic. <laughs> Sheer panic set in. Because I didn't have a song, brother. I yeah. half a song. Yeah. <laughs> but I agreed anyways, and uh, I ended up calling a buddy of mine. His name's Jamie Jones. He lives in uh, he lives in Russellville, Arkansas. He's kind of known to be a good songwriter around the state. And called him up and said, hey, man, I, I got a situation. I got to be on the radio in a few days, and I got half this song wrote, and uh, it's got to be done by the time I get down there. He said, I got you, bro. So... <laughs> I ended up going to his house, and we finished it, and uh, ended up coming to Nash, and I remember sitting, there's actually a video of me, I posted online, of me sitting and learning the song in the motel room the night before, <laughs> like I'm practicing, 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 about yeah. singing my voice out, and uh, ended up going down there and, and, and playing it live on air, barely, I could barely catch my breath, but but uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was almost an out-of-body experience, but my whole life changed that day, man, when I left, it, it, when I left the show, it was, everything changed. It, yeah. You know, people started reaching out, radio stations and newspapers and, you know, TV news channels and all that. And and here we are now, man. Yeah. So thanks, Bobby. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> that, brother. Man, it just shows you the, and that's kind of like a lot of like, like Luke Combs came up on Vine and TikTok's going crazy right now. Yeah, dude. You know, Instagram had its its moment where it was like busting people out, yep. you know. Kane Brown was on YouTube. It, every Every platform has it. And Bobby has that platform himself, right? Absolutely. So the key is it has to be good, right? Yep. Like you can't just say something's good and it takes off, right? That's not how it works. That's right. It has to. It has to have staying power. It has to be true. It has yes, to be real. Yep. And uh, it's it's cool to see, you know, moments like that happen, and you know, it just shows you that a lot of stuff what they call luck is lucky, but the talent has to be there, right? Bobby didn't create your voice. He didn't. He didn't write that song for you. Yeah. you know what I mean. That but, was what was really so cool to me was man, just because I was really unsure about Bloodline because it's kind of a rocker, man. And yeah, um, but I was really happy to see the reception yeah. of that song, man. I, you know, I'd never, I'd never written one before, and it was just kind of, it was really crazy to see how people, you know, were drawn to it. Yeah, and, uh, and I think if you're talking about your brand of country music and like when I think of you, what I think about. I think that's a perfect song, right? Like, it's about like where you come from and working hard. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it actually. I actually started writing the song about myself. Yeah, is it is really? I mean, that's that's all. You know, that I had a guy tell me one time. You know, write what you know. And, yeah, and that's yeah. all I knew back then. It yeah. was you know straight to work, straight back home. I lived down you know three miles of dirt road and and uh, hardly went maybe went to town once a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of started as a song about myself and uh, ended up turning into a kind of a kind of an ode to the working man. Yeah. And it, it kind of grew outside of me and, um, yeah, it, it turned into something else, man. Yeah. It's cool to see moments like that happen. And, and that's when I found you was like, once I heard you like the, the buzz from Bobby Bones and everything, that's, that's when we first, well, at least me, I first heard it and I was like, damn, that voice too. Thank you, dude. <laughs> man, absolutely. And, and that's a, again, like that's kind of a gift, right? But like, you have to put yourself out there, right? If you wouldn't have learned that song and you wouldn't have taken the time or you said, oh, I can't learn these chords. It's that's too hard, it. That's right? it, man. I, I have people ask me, man, like, how'd you do it? Yeah. And the truth is, is I don't know. And I got to tell them like, dude, I, I didn't have any strategy. I just put it out there and, and, uh, you know, they, they want to know how to grow their numbers and, and all that. And all I can tell them is, dude, just keep putting it out there because yeah. you don't know who's going to hear it, man. You may you may think that song is mediocre that you wrote two years ago. Put it online, man. Let people hear it. Let them yeah. be the judge of whether it's good or not. Yep. And 
something's going to, something will happen. Something will happen for you, brother. Either you'll come to the realization that maybe it's not, it's not meant to be, or you, you'll be launched off into something that, that you never saw coming. Yeah. You know? And I've noticed that you've been doing that through this quarantine and everything too, throwing some songs out there. Like Mama Praise, man, that song. Woo. That's a song, man. <laughs> I hope you got that one recorded or are planning to, if not. We're, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's on the list, man. It's oh, on the man. list. I, I love that one, brother. Oh. oh, my Lord. And it's, this. that's just it, man, is, is when I can write. That's why I don't have that many like love songs and and the the songs about women and stuff which I do I, I have the you know I have the I have the slide on over songs I guess if you yeah. want to call them that <laughs> but uh but man it, when you when you dig deep and and you come from that place that you truly know you know every facet of what you're writing about um man that, then you can really put it on paper you know yeah yeah and I think that when you hear a song you can tell whether it's someone that cuts it or whether it's someone that wrote it, if they really love the song and if it's really true to them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think the best songs in country music and what country music does better than most genres is that bleeds true. You can mm-hmm. you can see it. You can feel it. That's right. You know, you can't just hear it. You, there's more to it than that. That's right. You know? And uh, it's it's cool when you see a song and when you see an artist that, brings that emotion right me as a music fan because that's really what i am as a music fan i don't play music or anything like that when i you can you can feel that mm-hmm. right and when you can feel that that's when it's going to work in my head yeah you know that's that's one of the most admirable things about um you know artists who who don't write the reason they have a career is because they can take your words and make them their own yeah. and truly believe what they're saying that is artistry brother yeah and, and i know there's kind of this you know there's kind of this uh oh i don't know the word for it but there's kind of this oh folks kind of want to hate on people that don't write their own stuff man and I, yeah it's a, it's i admire that i yeah. really truly do man i think there's value in both man i absolutely you know 100 percent. and specifically with country music and the culture that has been built here of great songwriters if a song hits home to you, it's going to hit home to your fans. Yep. And if it's hits home to you, you can sing it in a way that's authentic and is real to you. Yep. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. It's just like me being a music fan or other, the listeners, you know, listening, being music fans. We all relate to songs. Yep. You know, when we're singing them in our car, we're relating to it. You know? It's the universal language, man. That's it. Yep. And, and thank you to whoever puts those songs in the world to bring them to us so that we can relate to them. You know, it. That's what helps me get through crazy times like freaking not being able to do anything in 2020. That's you know? exactly right, man. It's, it's, it's uh, cool, it's man, to like see. That. It's cool to see grown men and grown women who, who, who don't even hardly know each other, man. Because a lot of times you get, you know, you got to experiment with new people and new writers and, yeah. and see who fits and who don't, you know, with what you're trying to do. Um, that's, one of the, that's one of the coolest things about it is, is walking into a room with a person you might barely know and within... 10, 20 minutes, you're both incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. You're opening yourself up and revealing things about your life that you never would to a, a stranger normally, yeah. you know? And, dude, I've built some of the best friends that I have right there in a writer's room, man, yeah. just writing a song. Not really just sitting trying to get to know each other, but getting to know each other through that vulnerability. And, man, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, it seems like it's like a... Yeah, like you're saying, it's you're opening yourself up in a way that you wouldn't normally 
with someone. You That's know, right. you're, you're right. telling intimate details of your life to someone that you just got put in a room with. Certainly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's easier with someone that you're friends with, but sometimes the best songs come on first rights or with new folks, you know, that bring Absolutely. something else different in you. Yep. You know? That, man, I've, so many times we've started writing, you know, this happened with, with uh, my buddy Taylor Phillips and, mm-hmm. and, and old Jeremy Bussey, man. We sat down to write something that was pretty rowdy one day i don't remember what it's called man but it was it was pretty pretty salty and uh i ended up saying about something about my grandpa uh when when bussy got up and walked out of the room and uh and me and taylor started talking about our grandpas and by the end by the time jeremy had come back in the room we uh we had decided to abandon what we first started writing and write one of the best grandpa songs that i got you know it's, it's called this side of the creek yeah and um uh, man that the people, the people that that open themselves up and, and allow that, are just a, they're a special, they're a special kind of person, man. They really yeah. are. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, those are some pretty great writers. It sounds like you got a good crew of writers in your in your family. Oh, too. dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, it's dude. I don't. There's sometimes I just sit back and think about the guys that I get to hang out with now and and get to I get to sit and not only be a part of it, but watch them guys just pull things out of the air and put them <laughs> on paper and it's just like, man, and it's so inspiring dude and you learn so much, man. So grateful to those guys for that. So grateful to Nashville for it. I'm so glad this culture's here, man, and that yeah. It's so funny because I've always been kind of a – I was a preacher's kid and uh, a really strict preacher's kid, as a matter of fact. You know, my dad's a United Pentecostal preacher, so, you know, I'd get to play sports or, you know, watch watch TV or do anything that, like, normal kids got to do. Yeah. So, all through high school, through through grade school and high school and, and uh, even throughout my life for the most part, I've always kind of been a loner, man. I've, you know, I've always had a lot of friends, but that, that close circle's never been very big. And uh, I've always kind of wondered why, man. I've always kind of wondered why I always feel a little out of place. And once I came to Nashville, I realized, dude, like, because I, cause I see the world through the eyes of a songwriter, man. You know, I didn't know it was a songwriter. And uh, and you get down here and you get to fellowship with guys and gals who kind of view the world very openly. And, and yeah, it, it's, just, it's just really cool, man, to, to get to meet people that, that kind of view the world like myself. Yeah. yeah, it's a blessing, man. It's a uh, it's cool, and uh, I, I mean, pen, plenty of people have said this plenty of times, but I don't think there's any place like it, right? There's, no, there's never been in our lifetime or our grandparents' lifetime a collection of talent in music like there is. Yep, in Nashville, Tennessee. That's right. I think I think from an outsider's perspective, even even me, you know, look viewing Nashville from a from a country music fan standpoint. Um, throughout my life you you kind of view nashville as this especially now you kind of just see the industry folks are kind of the face of of nashville almost to an outsider right and once you get in you realize that even though those industry folks are 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 very crucial to what we do there's a whole layer right underneath them of just good old boys and gals who grew up like us who are just laid back and and love this country and love country music and just love life, man. And and they're 
they're carrying this whole thing, man, oh, on yeah. my back. That's I mean, the guts. Yes, that's the guts. That's, that's the right. that's the internal organs of the beast. That's right. That's, that's right. the that's the bleeding and pumping heart. Come on, come yeah. on. It's uh it's cool to get to see parts of that, and man, it's it's cool to see an artist like you really grow right so like you said like struggling to write a song and now you know i'm sure you've had probably more time now than ever to, to write some songs yeah. after they figured everything out yeah yeah, yeah. and it and to find and to find my voice as well man i mean my voice has changed substantially since even since bobby you yeah. know my voice has kind of grown i've kind of i found myself um you know i have people like like chris stapleton uh you know like the cadillac three you know who who kind of stepped out of that kind of stepped out of that circle of of softness because I, I grew up you know singing in church and stuff you always kind of want to sing clean yeah you know you want to sing pretty yeah and uh and so that's what i always tried to do even in the truck by myself i always tried to and once once chris kind of came out with it, and i was like man i can i can sing like myself it's, yeah. There's nothing wrong with just singing like you yeah and uh instead of trying to clean it up all the time just right. just sing it man and so Chris almost gave me permission to just be me. And, uh, yeah, dude. And I've grown in that. I've, I've found myself in that and dude, it's, it's awesome, man. I, I'm freaking loving life, man. Yeah. Well, man, thanks so much for taking some time out and talking about all this fun stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Thank <laughs> you, brother. And, uh, anything on the horizon that you like have any shows or anything like that? Man, Nothing we're pretty out. pretty limited uh, for shows right now with with the with you know with the COVID stuff. Um, we're just we we've been playing a lot of rodeos, yeah. a lot of chuck wagon races. The yeah. cowboy crowd, thank you, cowboy crowd in yeah. Louisiana, Arkansas, and Missouri. Um, they've they've paid, they bought my groceries this year. That's, that about that's it. great. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got music coming out though. Yeah, now, you know, we're gonna go ahead with it. I actually talked to my talked to George Briner today, which is the head of my label. And uh, and we're planning on releasing January. Nice. Uh, probably probably sending some to radio in March. Heck yeah. And I think that's the plan. You got to get that um, to me so I can play it on radio. I will, here. brother. Yeah. Absolutely. You got it, man. I'm going to make you it. record a liner right after this. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, man, uh, we're excited to see you back on the road. And I know there's going to be a lot of radio folks that are interested in shaking your hand and hearing your voice, man. Nick, thanks, man. Really sorry my dog peed in your floor. <laughs> <laughs> I think this carpet's made for that. That's why, that's why it's this color green, you know. <laughs> but thank you, buddy. I really do. I really do love Ray's Drowdy, man. I truly do. I follow you. I, everything y'all post, bro. It's I love it. I love your crew, man. Can't wait to can't wait to see you guys grow and uh, let's you. grow together, man. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Let's cool. do it. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ray's Rowdy podcast and hanging with us, me, Nikki T, and Mr. Heath Sanders. And uh, we'll see you guys soon, hopefully, at a show near you. Maybe at Heath's show. Let's I'm go. Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row.